Dylan, how you doing, man? Good, how are you, buddy? A little bit tired, we're a little bit later in the day. Dude, I just realized this is episode 23, correct? Yep, jump man. 23, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Lakers, um, I'm saying Lakers in five, some Mm-mm. people saying Lakers heat in six. six. Heat in six. Bill's a heat in six guy. Yep. I guess we'll see. We are an NFL podcast, though. Some exciting stuff, but also we kind of opened the day with a little bit of sad news, Dill, uh, about two NFL teams. Why don't you just intro that before we say anything else? Well, I mean, if you haven't heard today, uh, it was broken this morning that the Titans had an outbreak in their locker room. They had just played the Vikings on Sunday. I don't know if all these cases, obviously they weren't positives until after the game, but maybe they already had it before the game. Mm-hmm. Three players, a defensive tackle, a long snapper, and a backup tight end, and five staff members tested positive. Unknown on which staff members it is. Um, The Vikings, as well as Tennessee, shut down their facilities and are going virtual only until Saturday. Uh, No Vikings players did test positive, and it sounds like the tentative plan right now, or the backup plan, is that the Steelers and Titans play Monday night, and they're probably going to push that Falcons-Packers game back to a 1 p.m. window on Sunday, which was scheduled to be the Steelers and Titans time window. Mm. I mean, we don't want to see it happen in the league, obviously, because you never know if this could shut the league down. But that would be a better matchup, I think, than Falcons-Packers Monday night. Or I've heard it kicked around that we could we could get two Monday night games. Hey, we, we did the... Uh open this season right mm-hmm. they, yeah they always do it week one to open the season but who knows uh, there's still a whole nother couple days to go and uh more players could test positive it could they could come out and be false positives you never know we are uh looking forward to seeing football but we uh it's a difficult time you know and uh i'm just thankful we made it to week three though and uh, yeah without this happening yeah this could have happened yeah, week one, it could have happened mean. a lot sooner but I, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing football this week. Um, and we we do have some good things to talk about, including, you know, our fantasy teams. I got the win, Dylan. Did you get the win this week? No, I didn't. Uh, I lost I, I lost I lost by a point. Whoa. All right, Dylan. Yeah. Why don't you just why yeah. don't you break down the episode and then tell us about that? Losing by one point. All right. Well we're gonna keep with the same format that we've been going through for the first couple weeks of the season. We're going to have our This Week in Fantasy coming up to lead off here, and then we're going to have a review of the Week 3 games that we talked about last week previewing those. We're going to review them this week and then move on to Week 4. Obviously, the Lions game, Thursday Night Football, the key game uh, in the Sunday window that's not primetime, and then obviously Sunday Night and Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. Then we close out the episode with Player Spotlight, our Players of the Week, one offensive and one defensive but, I mean, it was such a good week for me. I scored 154 points. Mm. Josh Allen, 36 of them, five total touchdowns, four pass, one on the ground. Him and Russ, man, they're going to be the leading two candidates for MVP. I know, Russ. I'm always, I'm already saying Russ for MVP. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb, another 100-yard game with two scores that he like he just had in week two. Yep. Hopkins, another 10-catch performance. Tyler Lockett got uh, 100 yards and three touchdowns. I needed nine points from Mark Ingram and Mark Andrews. Mm. Mark Andrews drops three passes, including a 20-yard touchdown right before halftime. Crazy. Mark Ingram gets held to 30 yards and drops a pass in the fourth quarter. And it's a PPR league, so you know that's why I'm – highlighting yep. drop passes because it you doesn't matter if it's for two yards or if it's for 20 yards, I get a point for a catch. Yep. I lose by a point. I lose 155 to 154. I've lost two matchups by a combined total of 31 points and I'm one and two. I am the only team in the league to be three and oh, I don't know how I made it to three and oh, um, but peaceful cookie. The team is looking good. Uh, I didn't make the right starts, though, which is funny. And I still won by double my opponent's points. Um, mm. Russell Wilson, 45 points, man. Let Russ cook, man. Hey, we're going to talk about him. I know we are. Todd Gurley, you know, solid performance, 15 points. Gaskin picked him up uh, to replace injured. Yeah, Gaskin had a really good game. Yeah. Injured McCaffrey I had to replace, and he was 
he's not a McCaffrey, but man, 13 Mm-mm. points and uh pretty pretty solid performance. Terry McLaurin had a draft and one of my favorite young cats, CeeDee Lamb, you know. Uh we 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 bumped him up to a starting role over Sammy Watkins and Meek Cole this week. And um oddly Meek Cole outperformed him. Uh yeah, Meek Cole had a good game. But uh up to this point McCole didn't have really a, a a really good game like that until Mm-mm, now. No. I started Darren Fells because Jimmy Graham disappointed me the last two weeks and Jimmy Graham got twenty one points. Two off touchdowns my bench. and then Fells didn't have a catch, right? Yeah, nothing. Boston Scott, you know, obviously the Eagles aren't a very good team. Uh, I I'll probably end up dropping Boston Scott, but he did have seven points the week before, and I was hoping for a repeat performance instead he got zero. Quiddell Patterson never disappoints. Zero receptions, but it just comes down, you know, kicks and punts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all, anyway, the screens and stuff they run. And uh, he got uh, me 10 points. The Chargers got me um, four points, although Seattle got me six on my bench. And then Prater, really good game, including yeah. the he game. Hit three, he hit three field goals? Four. Or four. Really solid game, and he got me 10 points. Mm-hmm. I uh, just saw here, I was scrolling through, and I saw that DK Metcalf's third in the NFL in receiving yards. My opponent had him. We have to talk later when we break down week three about that 65-yard catch, and then he just, you know, showboats into the end zone and gets the ball punched out. That was embarrassing. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you because I probably would have lost by seven or eight if DK didn't, you know, showboat into the end zone. Yeah. Because my opponent had DK Metcalf. Dang. I think that um, that kind of gave me PTSD though when um that happened to Calvin. Oh yeah, yeah, that against was against Seattle. Was a week three, that was a Monday nighter, yeah. Yeah. Where Bobby Wagner punched the ball out, or no, Can't Chancellor hit it out, and then Wagner like batted it out of the end zone or might have yeah. around. It was something like that, and then they got the ball. Um, but is there any really really anything else you have to say? No, uh, I'm just, you know, tough. it's it's been almost 24 hours. And, you know, every time I think about it, my stomach just hurts. Oof. Because I needed literally eight points to tie nine to win. Wow. And I got seven. From Mark Andrews, who, I mean, behind Kelsey and Kittle, I would think is the number three tight end in the yeah. league. Yeah, oh yeah. Mark sure. Ingram. I drafted Mark Ingram last year, and that's another reason why I drafted him this year. He had a great season last year. I know. Watch. I watched the whole Monday night game. I only planned on watching half of it because I thought my matchup would be over by halftime, but it ended up going down to the wire, and I watched the whole game. And I mean, just the way the season Mark Ingram had, but Lamar Jackson couldn't run his offense last night. It reminded me a lot of that playoff game. Yeah, against Tennessee last year, they got down big early, and when Lamar Jackson can't run his offense, you know, chew clock, run the ball. You know, throw it on third and five, get first down for first down, and just keep chewing clock. He could not run that offense. I know. Last night. It looked embarrassing in the in the. In I mean, the 97, 97 passing yards. Man, he almost had more rushing yards than passing yards. He had eighty three rushing yards and ninety seven passing yards. He was fifteen, I believe, fifteen for twenty eight last night. Dang. I mean, yeah, okay, you probably could put four on his receivers for that, maybe. Mm-hmm. But still, that would only give him probably forty more yards. So, and 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 that's odd because the last two weeks I felt were his best passing weeks, or oh, yeah, they or, were. or and they showed almost like a mastery in that craft, and 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 showed him gaining, you know, more of an understanding for throwing the ball. And that's not even the right thing to say. It's more like I, he felt and looked more comfortable, more natural. Um, but that, that was 97 passing yards and we'll talk about that when we get to it and we'll start week three review now. Um, both of us had the Jaguars beating the Dolphins Thursday, I believe. And mm-hmm. th- this was embarrassing on Minshew's part. He disappointed me. He has no one on that team in my mind. Okay. You can say Chark, Killing Cole. You can say random shark and I don't think shark played I know and it's like but it's it's all these guys who LaVisca dude, Chenault yeah these are like bums these are James like Rob James Robinson I mean he's not a bum I mean he had a good game dude, but no it's like I could be on the Jaguars basically the, you know the band of the island of misfit toys yeah it's it's really nothing of significance in my mind other than Gardner Minshew and I feel like he looked 
like he looked scared, but more like just I don't know. Like there was nothing he could do. It's like he couldn't check the ball down. There's like the running backs. Who was even their running back? I, I James don't... Robertson and Chris Thompson, I believe. Chris Thompson had a good game like the week before, but it's like these dudes yeah. are the second or third guys on other rosters, you know? Like mm-hmm. Minshew is playing with guys who would never start on other teams. Like Chark no. is good, but Chark would start anywhere else, but I mean maybe Chenault would yeah. be a, a third receiver. It's like a third or fourth but, guy. Yeah. It's 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 just it, it was embarrassing, and he just looked kind of But, I mean, it lived up to the hype. I mean, it it really did live up to the hype. I mean, it was a garbage game for, you know. Hey, but no. A garbage matchup, Fitz I mean. Patrick made it fun. Fitz magic, man. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I don't, Tua, Tua is going to be sitting for a few more weeks. Maybe the whole season. Because, yeah, they're one and two. Yeah, they really haven't played in any close games besides, you know, this blowout win. Yeah. Fitzpatrick's looked. Exactly. He's looked good. Yeah. He looked, I mean, he really didn't, you know, show off the arm much on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But he put up the numbers. He got that rushing touchdown, which, you know, really surprised me. I wouldn't see Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, running for five-yard touchdowns. But, yeah. you know, as you said, Minshew just looked shaky. Gaskin had a good game for the Dolphins. And, you know, James Robinson really was the only bright spot for, for that Jaguar offense. And that's sad. And it is, really. But you know we'll get another, we'll get another stinker this Thursday night. Did you see the matchup? What is it? It's the Broncos and the Jets. Oh wow! It is uh, it is rookie quarterback Brett Rippon versus oh, Sam no. Darnold. As the Broncos have now given up on Jeff Driscoll, as they they've should. gone to a rookie quarterback, uh, Mark Rippon, the former Redskins quarterback. That's actually his son. Will be starting for man. the Broncos on Thursday night against uh, Mr. Mono, Sam Darnold. Yes, Mr. Mono himself. Um, 0-3 versus 0-3, yeah. I I am kind of disappointed that there is no – I think the NBA Finals start Wednesday, so Thursday will be the off day. I don't think I'll be tuning in to Thursday Night Football this week. Dude, it's just like, why? But the next two or three matchups look good. I think we get Bucks bears next week, and we get Chiefs-Bills the week after that. So, you know, you got to get the bad ones out of the way to start. I guess, but this is just... In mean, the oh last three weeks, God. we've had Bengals-Browns, we had Dolphins-Jags, and now we get Broncos-Jets. I mean, Broncos-Jets looked good maybe two weeks ago. Maybe, but, but just And you can't, you can't predict the injuries. I mean, Drew Locke on Thursday night, I would have been locked in, man. I would have been all eyes on that game, but not with uh, third-string quarterback, no. Yeah, Driscoll... Well, <laughs> wait, so Driscoll's fine, right? Yeah, no, he didn't get hurt. They just benched him. Oh my lord! They benched him halfway through the Denver Imagine or the benching, Tampa Bay game. Like, dude, that that just shows me there is no faith in him, even to beat the Jets. No, yeah, to beat the Jets, they don't have. I mean, faith. I really think the Jets can win this game. I think so too. And we'll we'll honestly, break it down when we get to when we get to week four here, the week four preview later. But I really think sure. the Jets can win this game. They have a chance. Um, let's talk about it. Lions won. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch yeah, it after that Packers yeah. game. We got a win. I, uh. I watched most of it's it. It's like, dude, I want to be happy. I want to be happy, right? But I'm not. It just because didn't really, feel right. Be after the one. game was over, I just didn't feel like it was a win. Just didn't. Yeah, didn't, I didn't. Just didn't it feels... feel. It just felt like another game. It just didn't feel like, oh, usually it's, yeah, we're, you know, I'm on high for a couple hours because, you know, we won. Yeah, but, you know, I just I didn't have that same you know energy after we won. It was yeah. just now, oh, you know, it's another game. It's like to be honest. Now, if we beat New Orleans, I didn't we beat New that. Orleans on Sunday. That'd be a whole other mood going into the bye week. Oh, for sure. But then I would still be mad that Bears game, man. Yeah. I can never. I, can I mean, never the the storylines we'd be looking at right now, two and one. I mean, we Way would better. be you know we would be really thinking about the division still. Now we're you know yeah. thinking about oh maybe sneaking into the wild card if we're even thinking playoffs, which they need to yeah, win you know real. two of the next three for me even to be thinking about playoffs right now. But I mean, Thanks. you look at the schedule after the bye; it looks favorable. We have Jacksonville, we have Atlanta, and we have Indianapolis. So if we can 
See, somehow, those games I will if we be can somehow for. pull off an upset, just like the Raiders did against the Saints. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Now, two and two going to the bye, four and two coming out of that Atlanta game. You may open my eyes a little bit. Maybe Patricia saves his job, but I don't see him getting fired now after the bye. This win may have saved him for a couple more weeks. As much as we really wanted to see 0-4 and and him out, I think, you know, week seven, week eight is maybe his leash now instead of week four. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. It's sad. I know it's sad that we're even thinking we're we're disappointed about a win. Who would ever thought as Lions fans we'd be disappointed as a win with a win? But I mean, Galladay had a great game. It was nice to see him back out on the field. That sweet catch he made at the end of the first half into the end zone. Prater, you know, hitting clutch field goal after clutch field goal. Yeah, they should have been touchdowns. They should have been touchdown drives because we would get down yeah. to the ten yard line, and then our offensive line would just give up, and poor Stafford would get killed. Kyler yeah. struggled. I mean, three interceptions should have been four, really. Uh, Jaron yeah. Harmon dropped one right in his breadbasket that would have been number four in about the late third quarter. I mean, the highlight for Kyler Murray was that one yard touchdown, though. Where he yeah, broke, that oh my broke gosh. Jeff Okuda. I mean, you're going to talk about Jeff Okuda in player spotlight, and I think it's interesting because he really only made – I mean, it was may have been the biggest play of the game. It may have been the turning point of the game. But, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins made him look silly the entire game, and then Kyler Murray made him look silly on that one-yard touchdown run. But it's D-Hop. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough assignment for the kid. I mean, Michael Thomas could come back this week. Now you look at it. He went against Devontae Adams in week two. He went against Hopkins yeah. last week, and Michael, and he could be getting, getting Michael Thomas work. this week. He's getting that development, man. He'll and get he'll get the really bye, like and then he'll get Jacksonville. I'm yeah. not worried about Jacksonville, but then you're looking at the kid. Four of the first six games for the kids for the kid is going to be Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, and Julio. Maybe Ooh. that's rough, man. It's making me really imagine working making me really miss Darius Slay right now. Yeah, man. I saw a picture of him on his Instagram today in the Eagles jersey, and I said it still makes me sick. It still makes me sick, and it's been almost seven months since the trade. But you know, we got the Saints next week. I I really think we have a chance. Not saying that we, you know, never do have a chance, but I would say it's probably sixty forty, maybe Saints. But yeah, we'll... I say we're gonna break. We're gonna break yeah. that game down. Yeah, we will. Right? I say that uh, we have a chance, and I'm excited to break that one down. Next one: Seahawks Cowboys. Seahawks 38. That's probably the 31. game of the week. I didn't think it would be this close. Oh, for sure. But I didn't think the game would be this close. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. No, I thought I Seattle thought would... and they were dominating. Be... It was uh, 30 to 15, and then Dak Prescott yeah. just was finding guys. Cedric Wilson. Never heard of him. The guy went off for two touchdowns. What the hell? He made some nice plays, too. Michael Gallup got involved. Amari Cooper kind of struggled. Yeah, he had a nice touchdown. Michael Gallup had the, I believe, was that the go-ahead touchdown at the time? To make it 31-30. And then, man, just just keep letting Russ cook. 2020 MVP. 315 yards. Another five-touchdown game. That puts him up to 14 on the season. I'm worried they're going to give it to Mahomes. And no Mahomes shade had Mahomes, a good game last Russ night, but this. that was Mahomes' best game of the season. Russ deserves this MVP. Yeah. So far. I mean, DK Metcalf, 100 yards on a touchdown. Tyler Lockett, 100 yards and three touchdowns. But, I mean, we got to yeah. go back to what we were talking about earlier. What was DK thinking on that big catch? I, I don't know, bro. But, I, but props to a guy that you talked mind. about in episode one, Trayvon Diggs. He never yeah. gave up on the play, and he punched it out and went out of the back of the end zone. For Prescott sure. had another 400-yard game. He's proving to Jerry Jones that he deserves the big he contract. The most, he's the passing yard. He's, he's proving to Jerry Jones that he deserves the money. And Zeke, I mean, he had a really tough game. He had a touchdown, but he only had like 40 yards. Yeah. What's going I on don't with know. him, man? Fumble the last I know weeks. I am glad I did not have a top five draft pick now. Because you look at the season yeah. Zeke's had, 
And obviously the top two running backs went down already. McCaffrey's coming yeah. back, but Barkley's done. Yeah. I was listening exactly. to Monday Night Football last night, and one of the analysts got a lot of shade for picking Edwards Hilaire number one. You know, it's kind of paying off yeah. for him, actually. Not saying I mean Edwards Hilaire yeah. had the bad game week two, but he's had a decent season yeah. so far. Obviously better than an injured Barkley who only got one game under his belt, and that one game wasn't that good. Yeah. I think he had negative six yards rushing week yeah. one, and that was it. And then obviously with McCaffrey being down for four or five weeks, and then the fumble issues with Zeke. But the Seahawks Crazy. three and zero, three you know typical Seahawk wins where it's got to go down to the wire. They have the Dolphins next week, so hopefully four and zero, and hopefully it's you know for you Seahawks fans out there, it's not a kind of heart attack kind of a game that the last two have been. Obviously, Patriots yeah. game coming down to the last play. And then Dallas was down about the 25-30 yard line on the last play before Prescott just threw one up for grabs and it got intercepted at the end. Prescott yeah, that's being Prescott win. That was the only Really, to be honest with you, that was the only mistake he made the whole game. I didn't watch yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. Uh, obviously, we got the Lions game here, and I think I got to watch like the last three minutes. Yeah. I got to watch Russ's last drive and then Prescott's last drive. We got to move on. Man, oh, I, uh, I think that uh, Seattle is, in my mind, I mean, we said when we predicted the season, Seattle Chiefs mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I'm still I holding on to that. I will, I will dare say it. Seattle might be the best mm-hmm. team this season. Now, I would change my AFC Championship game through three weeks. It would be Chiefs-Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I w- I'm going to go ahead and say Chiefs Really? But, you still yeah. think the Patriots are better than the Bills? I think Do, do I need to get you hip to Josh Allen? Hey, I mean, I, I have a little I, bias because he's my fantasy quarterback, but. Yeah. I know mm. all about him, man, but I'm just saying when it comes down to. can't wait to till it. they play each other. Belichick and Newton, bro. That's all, just, that's all it is. That first just, Bills-Patriots game I'm, is going to be so good. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And we're going to get we'll it in week eight. Dang, why so long? November the 1st. The Bills have a tough schedule. Wow, that starts really a kind of a gauntlet for them. They got the Patriots, yeah, the Seahawks, yeah. and then at Arizona. For sure. Well, that's actually Dang, a tough. Dude. After they get re- after they finish with, the- I have their schedule pulled up. After they play the Raiders mm-hmm. on Sunday, their next six games are Titans, Chiefs, Jets, Patriots, Seahawks, Cardinals. Yeah, so see, this gonna is going to be make it or break it for Josh Allen and the Bills. But I just think the reason I'm giving the Patriots the edge is. Seattle, in my mind, is a better oh, team. Oh, I'm the not Bills. saying that the Bills Cam, aren't. I'm Cam just saying Newton. they're better than they're better than the Patriots. They're not better than the Chiefs. Can't well, Cam Newton almost beat 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 that yeah. Seattle team. Very true. And, and so I think that that's those. We're gonna have to really watch those games to determine, you know. And even then, if Belichick meets with the Bills three times this year, I think that the if if it could go one and one in the regular season. But I think if they meet in the playoffs, Belichick will learn oh, from whatever sure. went wrong in the regular season. And and that's what might give me the edge for the Pats. Um, okay, moving on to the final game. Uh, Packers-Saints. I didn't s- see this game. I didn't, I didn't watch, watch this much of game, it either. But we need to talk about that. Oh, that was insane. That was that insane. Was that's the, the best, best run I've seen since Beastquake. For sure. In in, in in the last couple of um seasons, I have not seen a run like like that. Did you see the next gen um, stats on his center? The guy ran no. like seventeen miles an hour lead block. Dude, and it, whoa. It, it, it was whoa. only the third fastest whoa. speed by a lineman that year on a block. Dude. Dude ran dude ran like How? seventeen and a half miles an hour. And threw Dude. like three nasty blocks for him. He is too big, but to I mean, he's fast. a smaller version of Le'Veon Bell. He's very patient with his blocks. He waits for him to set up, 
He's like a lot like Le'Veon Bell does. Dude, I, I, how did he, dude? I mean, and it wasn't just his lineman. I how mean, Traquan Smith threw like, him a nice block at the end to get him into the end zone. But like he, he was barreling through yeah. some of those guys, and, and I was he caught thinking, the ball like, like four yards behind the line of scrimmage a, too. That's what I'm saying. And like when when I was watching it, I was just literally thinking, how how is he doing this? He should mm-hmm. not be doing this. He should not be making the entire Packers defense look this silly because Kamara's great. But that level of elusiveness is just something I haven't seen sure. in a couple seasons. Like I was saying, Derrick Henry's 99-yard run was like, mm-hmm. he's huge, He right? gets to farm five or six guys. So he could just... But this doesn't make uh-huh. sense for Kamara, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, Kamara's shifty, but, I mean, that was a different level. That was... Maybe, honestly, I'll be bold. It's definitely probably his best run of maybe oh, his entire sure. career, even though his for career sure. is young. But, I mean... I don't think we'll ever Getting be able more to into the that. game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, another 283 yards and three touchdowns. Hate that dude, man. Really Alan Lazard dude. stepped up big without Devontae Adams out there. Six catches, mm-hmm. 146, and a score. Should have been two scores. He caught that ball, I believe, at the one-yard line in the third quarter on that 65-yard yep. catch. Breeze uh, bested Rodgers by five yards. He had 288 and three touchdowns. But I mean, the really the turning point of the game was when they put Taysom Hill in there for that you know special Taysom Hill package, and the Darius Smith yeah. lit him up and forced a fumble, and that cost New Orleans the yeah. game because New Orleans, you know, they may have won if it wasn't for Taysom because well. they could have marched on the field, scored. I mean, I know Aaron yeah. Rodgers is the king of the fourth quarter comeback, but oh yeah, we we, know we do we do. Well. But I really think New Orleans that could have changed the outcome of the game. If Taysom Hill doesn't fumble, all the way. Um, I think that's. Well, really we got to talk about the Monday night game. In terms, of, well, that that was no. Monday the Chiefs and oh, Ravens no, was Monday Chiefs night. Ravens, was right. Sunday night I'm game. Sure, that was a Sunday night game. We got to talk lost. about the best quarterback in the My NFL. Brain. Uh, no, Russell no, Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, is the best. Russell MVP. All right, Mahomes, the man, though, the man that, that has game. a Super Bowl that's ring. Game of the year, bro. An engagement ring, and now is going to be a father. For sure, um, dude. The passes he was making this game were the Mahomes that was passes I did. Insane. I haven't seen this season. Yeah, I mean, dude, steps up, steps Mahomes up in the pocket or steps back into the pocket. You know, yeah. two or three guys rush him, and he just you know slings it with no effort, sixty yards down the field. That was the best throw of the like night. Lamar Jackson's. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's throwing form is what it looked like. I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, I'm still mad about Ingram and Andrews. Mark Andrews, Bruce. you're wide open in the back of the end zone. Why? Why? <laughs> I could have caught that. Quite embarrassing. But, you know, I mean, Lamar Jackson, 97 yards on touchdown, 83 rushing yards. That, that just was the story of the game. I mean... Like I said earlier, it reminded me of the divisional game last year. But really, really the, the key time. point of the game was Patrick Mahomes, 11 for 13 on third down. 385 wow. yards, four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. And even when he wasn't throwing the ball on third down or getting blitzed on third down, he would just yeah. find his way out of the pocket and scramble for a first down. He that Like that play he made against the Lions last year, on like fourth and fifteen, mm-hmm. I think he ran that about three or four times last night. Wasn't for twenty or twenty-five mm-hmm. yard runs, but it was enough to get the first down. And that's all that matters on third and you know seven or third and eight. Is as long as you get the first down, you keep the sticks moving. Nine times out of ten leads to a touchdown. And we got to talk yeah. about Eric. Eric Fisher oh. caught a touchdown last night. The lineman, yeah. big boy touchdown last night. Do you know he was the first number one overall pick? to catch a touchdown in t- almost 25 years. Keyshawn Johnson was the last Whoa. guy, last number one overall pick to catch a touchdown. That's crazy. Heck? Dang. Last? What about? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Out of all the Well, I mean, you, you think about it. The quarterback, that's the most popular number one overall pick. Oh, I mean, you don't, sure. they don't run very many packages for Baker or Kyler or, you know, guys like that to catch touchdowns. 
Dang. That yeah, yeah, wow. My, you okay. don't see Miles so, Garrett out there catching touchdowns. I don't uh, not yet. Um I'm sure one day maybe. he will if he doesn't murder anyone on the field. Um <laughs> I I think that uh Jackson's performance was, was just underwhelming just and Mahomes was I mean, just I feel bad for Ravens fans. I mean but that's the that's the gamble you take when you you tear apart your offense that you had with Joe Flacco and you build a new one with uh your first round pick and if you're down double digits, you might as well just throw the offense out the window and practically the game out the window because you mm-hmm. can't run that kind of offense when you're down double digits because you need to chew clock to score touchdowns. And when you don't have the time, when you're down big like that, it just hurts you. Yeah. You think that's going to sure. wrap up week um, three here for us? And week four, which is something, honestly, I didn't know if we would see. Oh. And now we'll, we'll see it. It's, it's just not it's one game. If they got to cancel one game, they'll cancel one game. For sure. But I guess we'll, um, we'll just lead off with this uh, stinker. Yep, it's Thursday Night Football, worst. guys. Who's excited for a little Broncos and Jets? I will say I was a little too hard on Sam Darnold. We were oh. talking. I was like, dang. Who even I still Sam hate Darnold? Sam Darnold. The pass he did this week that he escaped the Oh, that was a sweet man, play, yeah. Insane. Yeah, and then last week that 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 was one of the best yeah. throws I've ever. He seen. He avoids three sacks and, and, and know, just runs up the middle of the field and throws a seventy-yard dot. I mean, the Jets don't deserve him. Crazy. They don't. They don't. Just like the they Giants really don't, don't deserve Saquon Barkley, the Jets don't deserve Sam Darnold because they're a dumpster fire, just like the Lions, just like Washington. Yeah, and they don't. They just, they just don't deserve good players, and I feel bad for them. But, I mean, this this tasty quarterback Um, matchup, Brett Rippon versus Sam Darnold. uh, Wow. How do you see it? uh, How do you see the outcome? Um, Okay. Uh, Had Drew Locke been on this team? If Drew Locke would have been on this team, it would be a blowout. It's Broncos all the way. Honestly, I see a really awful game. I see maybe the worst game of the season. (laughs) I see sloppy play on both sides. You watch, and it's gonna rain too. Thing, it's gonna be a rainy game too. You it's watch, gonna, dude. Swear, it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be the most twenty twenty game ever. For real, I, I just there's a lack of any positive aspect to this game in my mind, other than a few Broncos players that I think are just gonna edge it out, and those are guys like Judy, Gordon, if Lindsey's back. Um, right, Lindsay's gonna be back. I think that the Broncos are gonna win this game just because I just like I said, I see no positive aspect to the New York Jets and barely any to the Broncos. And not not because I, I, I see positives in Melvin Gordon and Lindsay as a one two combo and, 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 and all that. And I see positives in Judy and Hamler, but without Locke. I just don't see the same mm-hmm. upside. I will give it to the Broncos, though, in a close one. Maybe only a field goal, maybe a touchdown-type game. Not really sure. I got uh, this being the most boring Thursday night game of the season. Maybe the most boring yeah. NFL game of the season. But, I mean, you look at that Dude, NFC for, East, for and there could be some stinkers come you know week 13 or 14. Oh, I God. mean, isn't Dallas leading that division at, like, one and two? Dude, I, I mean, don't know how they're tied. You got to. We didn't talk about the Bengals and Eagles. That was that was embarrassing. Awful. I mean, first of all, Carson Wentz. It took a rushing touchdown with thirty seconds left to take Joe Burrow to overtime. Not a knock against Joe Burrow, but he's just young. And then the the yeah. execution by Doug Peterson. Okay, you have a fifty-nine yard field goal with twenty seconds left in overtime. You get a delay a game. Why not try a 64-yard field goal? Okay? You may miss, but do you expect Burrow to throw a Hail Mary and win the game? Chances of that, probably slim. I see Jalen Hurts getting a shot here. Maybe week six, week seven. 
because Carson Wentz is not living up to the hype that he had, you know, that MVP, almost MVP season before he tore his ACL the year they won the Super Bowl. I mean, that was going to be his his MVP to lose. Then he tears his ACL in LA and then Foles comes in and wins a title. For real. And I think we should just move straight into that Eagles 49ers game. All right. And we'll come back to Broncos. Justin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, I only have a few yeah. thoughts on this Eagles game. And it really comes down to like what you were saying. Jalen Hurts is going to be in soon because Wentz mm-hmm. is not cutting it. No. That was awful play. And if the 49ers lose, it would only be mm-hmm. because of injuries. But the way Mullins, Mullins played really – I mean, I know it was against the Giants. But Mullins yeah. has proven himself that he is a decent backup quarterback. For I mean, sure. He's not going to be out there trying to steal and, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's job or anything, but – no, not at all. Not not anyway. Um, but I just think that no one from the NFC East deserves no, to be in the playoffs. I think this just year. take the next best record from either the South, the, the North, or the West. If the Cardinals are these teams are just and they awful. make they miss the playoffs. And you know, let's say let's say Dallas ends up winning this division at like six and ten. You you're telling yeah. me that Dallas deserves a home playoff game at six and ten? And Kyler That's Murray and Hopkins have to watch from home when they had the opposite record of ten and six. They, I'm telling Crazy, you, we, we talked about it in the offseason. They have to relook at this playoff format because for sure, if you win a division at six and ten, you don't deserve it. I'm sorry, you do not deserve anywhere near a playoff spot. The only spot you're getting is a spot yeah, on your you... couch. Um. Score-wise, I see this going to the 49ers. Uh, I want to say maybe like 21, 28 to like 14, 17. Um, maybe a two-score game in my mind. Um, 49ers will win by 10-plus. Uh, Dylan, what do you give the score, and then we can go back to that Broncos and Jets game? I mean, it's really – I mean, you look at the, you looked at the matchup when the schedule came out, okay? It looked decent. Yeah. But – it's, you know, too early to be flexing out Sunday night games. I don't think that starts until like week six. So we're stuck with this yeah. 0 2 and 1 versus 2 and 1 battle. Um, I see Jimmy G and Kittle both playing, and it's going to be an uh-huh. easy win 27 10, 49ers. Kittle and Jimmy G are going to connect on two third quarter touchdowns to pull away, and we may see Jalen Hurts in this game. You know, we're, we're, we're one we for one Jalen on Hurts. rookie quarterback predictions. It wasn't yeah. the way we thought Justin Herbert was going to get into the game. But we predicted that he did come into the game. I'd say they might they might give Hurts. Yeah, I'm not going to say here. that Carson Wentz is going to get his uh, lung punctured by his team doctor. The way that Justin Herbert got his first start in the NFL, but. Yeah. I see Jalen Hurts more coming in after Wentz throws like three or four interceptions. And they just put him in in the mid-third quarter just to say, you know what, this game's over. Let's see what the kid can do. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that if Hurts comes in, um, maybe – Maybe there'll be a reason to watch this game. If I I see that Jalen Hurts is in this game, I'll probably turn it back on. I uh, I, I'm not too excited to see Wentz. Moving back up. Uh, on our list of games to talk about Saints Lions I want I want I want to say that the Lions are going to win this because the Raiders beat the Saints and that's all I've been thinking about and I even wrote you know Lions take this one in an upset but being realistic we barely 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 beat the but, Cardinals. I mean, it's not even they, a win they were to me 2-0. Oh, we I mean... Yeah, they were 2-0, and oh, but to barely win is not a win to me. And so, you know, I think Saints will just take this one on just a few Lions-type mistakes we talk about. That's the most Lions way to lose. That's the most Lions play. And that's what's going to happen. This here is the battle of the refs screwing yeah. teams. So, and the so Saints are going to be more of this. a battle of who's going to get screwed worst. Yeah, and I think that the Saints are just going to win because the Lions are going to end up 
screwing themselves air quotes because we know that the refs do most yeah. of the work for us. I mean, I, I and, saw it. Um, I saw it coming last week. I mean, Stafford unloaded on that 60 yard dime to Marvin Hall before the two minute warning got down to the one yard line. And then the famous yellow box came up and I said, Oh, here oh. we go. Another magical way for us to lose, but they redeemed themselves and they surprised me. I think that um, I'm excited again to see mm-hmm. Kamara, though. I'm feeling for some reason Kamara could have another good run and be on pace to be um, in in discussion for fantasy teams next year as where Christian McCaffrey maybe, yeah. was this year as that dual threat guy. I see Josh Jacobs or Nick Chubb maybe taking one of those guys' spots in the one-two order in fantasy team or fantasy drafts next year. I... Josh Jacobs, how did he do this week? I, he decent, I, I think Don't he had a decent him? week. I don't think he scored, but here, let me pull up. He's on my uh, other fantasy team. Let me pull up his stats. For sure. He had yeah, yards uh, on 16 carries. I mean, I think that was his worst game of the season. Not but, too bad. You know, not bad. 71 yards through three weeks being your worst game is not the worst. He had yeah. 80, 93 week one and 88 week two. But uh, I got the Lions uh, winning this game, actually. Wow. 27. A little bit more, you know, confidence in this pick at 1-2 and versus 0-3. But the key in winning this game is Drew Brees' age. He, there's a stat out there, and I know it's early in the season, but he's only averaging five yards of air per throw through three games. What? He's been Whoa. in the four and a half to five yard range for the last couple seasons. Drew Brees' arm just he can't sling it deep down the field. So that's why the slant routes and the crossing routes to Michael Thomas are, you know, helping him prolong his career. But if he doesn't, the difference is going to be Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas plays, I see the Saints winning. If Michael Thomas doesn't play, I see the Lions winning. Either way, I see Stafford going for 325 and three touchdowns. He's going to get two to his big man, Kenny Galladay. And DeAndre Swift is going to redeem himself this week with his first career NFL touchdowns. And I see the Lions winning this one 31-27. Dang. I I want to believe that you're right. But sadly, all the optimism I had in this podcast about the Lions at the start of the season – just evaporated after those first two weeks. And even I, I couldn't really even appreciate last week's win, and I didn't even want to. Um, if the Lions take this one, it will be an upset, and it, it would be similar to Las Vegas uh, Saints in my mind. Um, moving on, though, to a game I am most excited about this week, mm-hmm. and that is the Patriots-Chiefs. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the Lions and Cardinals. We're getting it just about every year. Yeah, and, and, and it never Mm-mm. disappoints, man. Mahomes going to cook up. But uh, I see Cam Newton continuing to surprise this season. Cam Newton is my front runner for comeback oh, player 100%. of the year. I think no one deserves it more than him. I think we were talking about it just two weeks, three weeks prior to the start of training camp, or maybe it was when ca- training camp started, and I was talking about it with Justin on the podcast, that Cam Newton – is going to be comeback player of the year. Um, I uh, I see. Gosh, I want to say I see the Patriots taking this one. And I think I'm going to. And only because Belichick's going to come mm-hmm. with some schemes. Um, which you really can't scheme. Mahomes, no, but he honest. would be the guy to do it. I mean, he schemed him in the 2018 NFC, AFC championship game. For sure. And I think that uh, it'll be really close. It's going to come down to the last play really? of the game. Yeah. And it's going to be like Seattle and Chiefs because I see Chiefs and Seattle as the top two teams. And as much as I don't want to say this, I see Packers in the top mm-hmm. three teams. And um, Patriots top five in my mind. Bills top five in my mind. And beyond that, I think those are really my main teams that I see doing really well this year. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, 
Chiefs uh, this rematch of a 2018 AFC title game. It is in the same location as that game was in January of 2018, but a different quarterback on the New England side. It'll be Cam Newton instead of Tom Brady. He's going to have a good game, but he's not going to make that big difference that Brady would have as Mahomes cooks up that weak Patriots defense other than, obviously, Stephon Gilmore. Of course, I see Mahomes 300 yards, four touchdowns, and the Chiefs take this one easily, 35-13. I just the Patriots Dang. haven't proved anything to me. I'm sorry. Their wins have been over the Raiders and the Dolphins. And the one game where they could have proved something, they lost. Yeah, they played good, but they lost. I need to see more for, not more from Cam Newton, just more from the rest of the team. I mean, you look yeah, Rex Burkhead sure. had a decent game last week, but it's not even the offense. His only it's good the game. defense. I mean, you look at the players they've had to shut down. They didn't shut down Russell Wilson, and it's not that hard to shut down Derek Carr or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, I think that either way, this game will, will – you're going to want to watch even into the fourth quarter, though. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it's going to be over quick. Um it's not going to be Chiefs-Texans week one. No. That's for sure. It's not going to be you don't even have to watch the last half to predict the outcome. Mm-hmm. Last game we got to talk about is the – this is the Monday night yeah. game, right? Falcons right now Packers. it's the Monday night game. We'll, we'll just predict it like it'll be the Monday yeah, night game. Yeah, it might be swapped. Monday night football in for Lambeau. Sure. I mean, um, it's going to be an empty Lambeau, but, I mean, it's, you know, one of those pinnacles of sports. I mean, Monday night football at Lambeau Field, there's nothing better, I don't think. And it's not even yeah, going to – For real. Yeah, it's even not even going to be a contest. Time. I mean, week four in the league, probably going to be blowout week throughout the NFL. Most teams are going to win their matchups very easily. And I don't see really this one being any different. Rodgers has an uh-huh. okay game, but Aaron Jones goes off again for 100 rushing, 70 receiving, and he scores a touchdown on each side of the ball. Pack take this one easily, 31-14. to 14. And I see Dan Quinn being fired after this game. Wow. I know Old the people out in Bill. Vegas are saying Patricia is going to be the first one to go. I disagree and say it's going to be Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, and it, it will be Dan Quinn in my mind, too, because two, two back-to-back, back-to-back, yep, fourth-quarter leads. leads. I mean, they were, Dude, they were to Dak Prescott, Dak and then, but to Nick Foles, I mean. Most part, Trubisky. No, but Nick Foles, Nick Foles right. is the reason oh the Bears won that game. Lord, how they put him in. He threw for 200 um, yards and three touchdowns in a quarter and a half. Trubisky threw yeah, for 160 in two and a half quarters. And it's, it's, I, it's, Trubisky's time in Chicago is over. This is Nick Foles' dude, team now. Trubisky, awful. There's a reason they paid the man in the offseason. Dude, just imagine drafting Trubisky and not Mahomes. Yep. For real. That's what bear. That's been the nightmare for but Bears fans for the last, you know, three or four years. How did we pass up? We, we didn't they trade up to get Trubisky at number two? That's I was like, wait crazy. a minute, this Mitchell Trubisky guy, he's gonna go like mid first round. What are they drafting him at yes. number two for? But uh, what do you see for this Falcons Packers game? Yeah, he was not good, dude. He. <sighs> Falcons don't look good, man. And and that's kind of ironic because their jerseys look great. I am about to purchase a Falcons jersey. I love the jerseys. We're in public, but yeah. dude, making me embarrassed to. I can't. I'm not even gonna be able to wear that for a long time yeah. until I. That was until just people so sad. Forget about that. Dallas just watching the ball roll by, and then like we said, it's embarrassing. You lost to Nick Foles, and he didn't even start the game. You you could have. You could have stretched the lead so far with Trubisky playing, and 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 you got yourself a cushion mm-hmm. and a lead. And it's not like okay, yeah, the Bears' offense woke up, but it's not like the defense. But I mean, was Matt Ryan through the whole uh, game. You probably didn't watch it's any of like, it. I only watched a couple no plays of the game. Matt the Ryan game. missed the guy the over the middle guys. of the field with like three minutes left on a third down that would have won the game yeah. for him. It would have sealed it because it would have been a two-score game with three minutes to go. Dude, he is Matt Ryan. We say it all the time. He's good friends with Stafford, but he's the second Stafford. And and even with the addition of Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. 
And like we thought it would, Gurley had a good game for me. 15 points, solid performance. But even with that addition yep. of Gurley, Matt Ryan's still throwing mm-hmm. Matt Ryan games. Those amount of reps, it's just, it's just too much. And uh, I'm sure he gets fatigued, and I'm sure that's why the leads get blown. But whatever the reason, this one just did not need to be happening. Against mm-hmm. the Bears, dude, how are the Bears 3-0? Yeah. Yeah. You see all the Among Us memes, and it's like the – it's the imposter, and it's, it's it shows all the three and because teams. They and it's, got it's a miracle against the, the line. It's the they, Bears. They were man. like five yards, if you remember. They were five yards away from losing to the Giants without Saquon Barkley yeah. for three quarters of that game, and then almost yes. lost to the zero and two Atlanta Falcons. For real. I mean, it took a fourth quarter comeback to beat Matt Ryan. Oh my lord. <laughs> Uh, do we do we fully predict that Broncos Jets game, or are we just gonna forget about Crazy, that? Crazy dude! Man, I'm just gonna get my score. It's gonna be six. Um, it's gonna be sixteen. It's fourteen like Jets. So I mean, bland. yeah, it's like the most. You said what? 16-13. dude. I'm saying Broncos take this a, a similar yeah. score, man. It's not gonna be thirteen. A pretty, maybe game. even it's gonna be a lot of field goals. Field goals are gonna to be 13. plenty. Brandon McManus, Catton and Zero. You're gonna get your workouts. Beige. Punters, I don't it's know you most... guys off. I think Sam Martin's now the Broncos <laughs> punter. I don't know the Jets punter off the top of my head, but they're the special teams are gonna get some workouts. Yeah, Broncos. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be the most like plain oatmeal, vanilla yeah. ice cream. I mean, well, who are the biggest uh, stars out there? I mean, Sam Darnold. No, no, Le'Veon's still out another week. Is Le'Veon playing? I mean, yeah. I mean, the biggest star out there is probably going to be like Melvin. Dang. Gordon, so, I mean. yeah, there's really just no point to watching this. It'd game. be nice to see maybe the Broncos rookies get involved a little bit. For I want to see Hamler Judy, involved in the offense a little bit more. Judy has been playing well. Noah Fant, he's yeah, not a rookie, sure. but he's been playing good too. He had one catch. Just right. the team can maybe start clicking a little bit once Locke comes back, which could yeah, be sure. next week. It could be another three, four weeks. Who knows, man? Those AC joints in the shoulders are very hard to judge. My Falcons-Packers score, just to say that, I'm not sure if I did. I'm going to have the Packers win this one. Easy. Maybe it looked like the Lions 42-21, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the last segment, Dill, as uh yep. we are uh, at night player spotlight. Um we want to just thank you real quick for tuning in. You know, it means a lot to us. Um we uh, are virtual again this week, like we mentioned, and uh we will be back together next week, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um we just hope you're still staying safe. Um we know that Everything's not behind us as we talk about Titans, Vikings, you know. We're mm-hmm. still working through this. Um, and I'm interested to see how Halloween is going to look and yeah, Thanksgiving sure. is going to look and Christmas. And um, it's 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 interesting for sure. But uh, we just want to thank you again for listening and supporting the podcast. Without further ado, let's hit player spotlight. Dylan, Offensive Player of the Week, who you got? Tyler Lockett. Seahawks receiver, nine catches, 100 yards, and three touchdowns. He had a great play to start it off with touchdown number one in the first quarter, wide open, splits the safety in the corner on the right side of the field. Russ just throws one of those magical, you know, Russell Wilson. He just drops it right out of the air, and it falls right into Tyler Lockett's hands. Unbelievable just to see that from Russell Wilson and the great play by Tyler Lockett. Always able to get open. He the last two touchdowns were one score or one yard scores, but he made really nice plays. The first one, which was number two, jukes out a defender on that crossing route and gets a touchdown Mm -hmm. and then makes a nice play running across, starts on the right side of the field and ends up catching the ball on the backside of the left end zone. Made a nice couple toe taps, and he's just, you know, one of those guys that really is underrated in the slot. He can be a big-time receiver, but he also can be that slot receiver, and that's why he's my player of the week on offense. I, uh, I've i been a big fan of Lockett since, I want to say, the Madden 16, Madden 17 mm-hmm. era. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, when I heard that they, I'd seen him play a little bit in college at Kansas yeah. State, and I saw that the Seahawks had drafted him, and I said, this guy could be a star in the league one day. For and sure. if it wasn't for D, I mean, not saying DK Metcalf stealing any of his thunder, but if it wasn't for DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett would obviously be the number one receiver on this team. Oh no, he'd be the number one receiver on probably sixty-five or seventy percent of NFL teams. For sure, um, my offensive player of the week, I um, I believe I mentioned him uh, when we did underrated running back. Running yeah, back when we did the underrated running back and underrated corner. Yes, and uh, I, it's Sony Michelle. Uh, this week was the week. Yep, yeah, obviously, I think that James was very White sad. We never we didn't talk about that tragedy. last week, but that was um, man, that was really sad. Yeah, 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 and I, I, I liked though mm-hmm. to see. That yeah, what Devin McCourty did on that uh, pick six in Seattle. Him throwing up uh, the two of the number. eight. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sony Michelle this week though, um, he had uh 117 yards on nine attempts no touchdowns but 15 points he got i think he got involved in the passing game too um i just felt like this was a game where um mm-hmm. they needed him to show up burkhead showed up as well but um michelle i felt like this gave me just a little bit merit to what i said and so i wanted to just reference back to that and 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 you know highlight him because i had highlighted him previously before the season, he, he kind of went off this week. I, I wish he could have gotten a touchdown to cap it off, but 15 fantasy points, pretty solid. Um, I think that Burkhead is going to probably be getting the most most of the carries right now. And 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 it's interesting because he, he wasn't really no. used much uh, the first two weeks, Burkhead, but he, he did have a solid game last week. And I'm interested to see who gets the reps this week. And um, maybe Sony Michelle could show up on the map um, a little bit more. Uh, beyond that, I don't really have much to say other than I'm proud of him and I'm uh, glad that he had a pretty good game in his first really good game. Of All the right, season. my defensive player um, of the week is a former player? Minnesota Viking, used to torture our wide receivers for years when we would play the Minnesota Vikings. Now he's a member of the Indianapolis Colts cornerback Xavier Rhodes had two interceptions and a tackle in that blowout win versus the Jets uh, started off the game pretty well, about four minutes in four and a half minutes into the game, got that 45 yard pick six. Nice to see him back at it again. I mean, we were really surprised when we heard that the Vikings mm-hmm. had cut Xavier Rhodes. We were wondering who was going to sign him and the Colts. They made a big splash. Like I mentioned, only had a tackle in the game. Um, made that nice play to get a second interception in the end zone in the second quarter. Uh, picked up a nice block on that pick six in the first quarter by a yeah. defensive lineman. It'll be nice to see what he can do throughout the rest of 2020, and he's really mm-hmm. emerging as a big piece in that Colt defense in the secondary. And that's all I got. Yeah, the biggest piece for sure. Um, I think Darius Leonard on that team and – and Xavier Rhodes is kind of more of a veteran guy in the secondary. I think their defense is a little bit underrated. I wouldn't say great because um, I think there's a couple gaps. But I think that uh, they should watch out for Xavier Rhodes continuing. I have a guy to talk about. We mentioned him. Jeff Okuda. Now, yes. Yes, he struggled week two. Struggled was an understatement. And yes, he did struggle. And Kyler Murray made him look silly. I think... That, although he struggled, he was playing DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. We talked about it. We're going to look at him playing Julio Jones. Maybe, maybe Michael Thomas. This dude is a rookie. And yes, you know, there there were things he shouldn't have done. But the one play we need to talk about, and the one that I think won us this game, was the interception from him. Obviously, three interceptions for the Lions. But this one against DeAndre Hopkins, right? Perfect veteran-type play in my mind, the way he undercut the route. And I know he was getting beat, and I know Murray made him look silly. 
But man, the 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 diving, undercutting it in that way, getting it, then having the awareness he wasn't touched right. He got up. He he, he shook maybe one guy, got a little forward, just a, maybe a few more yards. I thought it showed a lot of upside and more than I had had in him for this season. For this season, I was like, okay, it's his rookie year. I'm not expecting much. I'm not expecting him to be Darius Slay. And so when when we're looking at it and saying, oh, we missed Darius Slay and we need a number one guy, I am proud of Jeff Okuda, and I want him to get this experience against D-Hop, Michael Thomas, Julio, the best guys in the league, because if he can do that moving forward, getting this experience early, I think it's going to serve him really well. And that interception was one of the mm-hmm. best defensive plays I saw all week. I really and thought when I saw that list. interception live, I thought he was going to take it to the end zone. I really did. If he would have picked up one more block, may have been. But I did too. That's it was why nice I was to like, see well, him, you know, take one positive after about, you know, seven or eight negatives that he had throughout that game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I was expecting him to have much worse of a thing just based on how he was playing. For and sure. And to make that interception, sure. I just want to spotlight that play. <laughs> Anyways, guys, you know, thanks for listening. Episode 23, we're so excited to make it to this point. Yep. Next week, um, Kobe week, 24, man. Uh, excited. Um, and All right, I we're going to keep churning out this content as the NFL action gets better and better throughout the week. We'll have our – Week four review, week five preview, and then player spotlight next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend so we can grow this family even bigger. Hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you next week.